0: Peace to all of you in Christ. A woman prays, God, please let me get this job for me, for my family. We need it. A man goes to the doctor's office with his wife, and the results come in. His condition is getting worse. He thinks, Come on. We've been praying about this in church for months. Doesn't God answer prayers? Have you ever thought that? Have you ever thought God isn't answering my prayers? Have you ever stopped praying about something because you thought God just isn't going to answer this one? Maybe you think, what did I do wrong that he's not answering my prayers? Did I not pray enough? Did, did I not say the right things? Do I not deserve what I'm asking from God? Unanswered prayers can bring unanswered questions, doubts about God, right? Did, did I say the right things? Did I pray enough? Do I not deserve it? And doubts like that can kill your prayer life. What's the point, right, if he's not going to answer it? Well, it's our great comfort this morning to know that the Apostle Paul also struggled with unanswered prayer. God has the answer. God wants you to know no news is good news. In Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, he had a tough job to do. See, there were people that we're saying Paul's motivations were bad. He was just in it for the money. He's using you guys. So he had to convince them through a letter that he was there genuinely for their spiritual good and that his message was the true message. He did that by bragging about how he didn't brag. That doesn't really work. So to balance that out, he let them see a little bit of vulnerability some weakness, when he talked about his unanswered prayer. 2 Corinthians twelve seven to 10 In order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Paul didn't want to come across as a a spiritual hotshot, even though he got to see and experience some cool things. He had all those letters that he wrote, he started a lot of churches. He preached a lot of sermons. He got special revelations from God. Special glimpses of spiritual things. He got to talk to Jesus face to face. But he was only doing that to keep the focus on Christ where he was trying to. So that he could convince those Corinthian Christians that his message wasn't his, it was God's message. So God helped him. He gave him a thorn in his flesh. What was Paul's thorn in the flesh? Don't ask me. I don't know. It's not just because I'm a vicar. (laughs) We don't know what it is. It could have been like a a physical ailment, a a sickness. He could have been blindness. We don't know. But Paul doesn't let us know. And we don't need to know. And that's fine. But what good is a thorn in the flesh? Not much, it seems. Paul asked God three times to take it away. He said, God, I, I can't deal with this right now. I can't handle it. Please take it away from me. And then God answered his prayer. You see that? God answered Paul's prayer with a no. He said, no, I'm not taking away the thorn. And no, you can't handle it. But I can, and I'll help you deal with it. My grace is sufficient for you. God told Paul no. And that's something that we sometimes forget about prayer. God can and will say no to some of our prayers. And that's a good thing. Paul rejoiced. He was happy about it, because it kept him from becoming conceited. Do you know, in the original language? That phrase, to keep me from becoming conceited, is in there twice in that verse 7. It's like this, to keep me from becoming conceited. A thorn was given to me in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. To keep me from becoming conceited. Paul did not want that to happen to him. He did not want to get big-headed or puffed up because he knew where that would lead. Because Paul had been that way before. He was a Pharisee. He'd gone so far as to persecute other Christians. He knew the more he trusted in God, the further. The more he trusted in himself, the further away he got from God. It got to the point where Jesus said, why are you persecuting me, Saul? Paul needed a no from God. And a reminder of his grace. His grace, God's grace, was enough to keep Paul going despite his thorn. But that's something we need to keep keep thinking about because we seem to be in the habit of always thinking that our prayers should get a yes answer from God. Otherwise, we're not saying something right or we're not doing something. I said before, no news is good news. Maybe you're thinking, oh, that doesn't make sense. like unanswered prayers, but it's actually like this. No news is good news. Like, in other words, when God says no to our prayers, it's good news. So put some quotation marks around the no in your service folder. There's some pens there. I'll wait. No news is good news. It's like this. So, for example, there's three Christians. All three of them have cancer. All three of them pray to God, God, take away the cancer. The first one, the next time he goes to the doctor, the doctor says, It's gone. It's amazing. The second one has a long battle with cancer and he fights it. And it's hard. But finally the cancer goes into regression, remission, it's it's gone. Praise God. The third person fights cancer and and it gets worse. And then it gets worse. And the person dies. What does God say in the Psalms? Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. Did God not answer any one of those three people? He did. He said yes or no to their prayers. Did God not deliver any one of those people? He did. He delivered one of them right to heaven. Well, what's the point of prayer then if it didn't get rid of the cancer? Prayer changes us. It changes how we view all of our life's events as part of a higher spiritual plan, God's plan. And all of them have the goal to bring you closer to Him. What's your thorn in the flesh? Whatever it is, how are you dealing with it? You know, I think all of us have prayed to God at least three times to take a thorn away from us, right? Three times, that's like in one prayer. But have you ever prayed for God to keep a thorn in your life? Maybe a no is the best answer for your soul. Put yourself in Paul's verses to keep you from becoming conceited. To keep you from, from thinking you can trust in your own strength, from from becoming big-headed or puffed up, from even the possibility of you losing your faith. A thorn was put in your flesh. Thorns hurt. And they should. Thorns should cause us to cry out to God, to say, God, I can't deal with this. I can't take it. Please take it away. And then God says, you're right. You can't. I can. The thorn's not going away. I'm here. I'll be with you. My grace is sufficient for you. You see, when you see the thorn from a spiritual point of view, it all clicks. Thorns turn us to God. Every thorn is an opportunity for God to pull us closer to him, to wrap us tighter in his arms. Think about it, you can, you have a thorn and you'll pray about it and maybe God will, will say yes, he'll get rid of it. And that's great, you went to God and he solved it. But you may have a thorn and you pray about it. And you pray about it again. And you pray about it again and God will say no. But God will always still give you his grace and forgiveness. But didn't you grow closer to God through both of those? Yeah, you did. Think about it. When, do you, when is it that you remember that you need your flashlight? Maybe when you're out camping. Is it during the day when it's always sunny out? Isn't it when the night turns and then you have to go to the bathroom somewhere? Oh, I need a flashlight now. For the same reason, I, I can be happy. We can be happy. I can love my thorns because they remind me of God who's out there loving me and it keeps his grace in front of my mind always. Not because I remember it, because I need it right now. We can be happy about our thorns. And we can be happy for another reason too. Paul says in verse 8, My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. No news is good news also because it lets God's power shine. Listen again to our lesson that Paul prayed for God to get rid of the thorn from his life. Paul was thinking he could be more effective as a missionary without it. He had a lot of churches. It would be like if one of our pastors from Holy Word was in charge of Austin and Pflugerville and uh, Christ the Rock and Round Rock and Georgetown and, and Liberty Hill and Temple. It's a lot. He had to speak in front of people. He was praying to God, God, Help me out. If I didn't have this thorn, I could be so much better. I, I, could, I could be more effective. I could be better. I could save more people. God said, yes, Paul, but I'm better with the thorn. I like weakness. And that was true. When people saw Paul with his thorn in the flesh, they knew that the things he said, the things he did, could not have been just Paul. That was God. That was God's power. Isn't that true of God? Always. God likes to choose the weak. He chose Moses to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. It wasn't Moses' sparkling personality or his persuasive speeches that rounded up the people of Israel to leave. It was God's power and God's word. God chose the boy David to face the giant Goliath. And everyone knew it wasn't the boy It was God's power. David even said so. With those people and with so many more, God used weakness to show His strength, His power. But we don't really like to show weakness. We're not really used to that. In fact, we're taught not to. I want to be the perfect parent, the perfect spouse, the perfect worker, perfect student, the perfect child. We're taught not to show weakness. Weakness is a source of shame. Weakness, you look past that, you talk over it. But when we think that we're strong, we're really being weak, we're just setting ourselves up for an implosion later on. And we're robbing God of opportunities to let His power shine. But when you're weak, when you're dealing with a thorn, a hardship, And you trust God. And you tell it to other people. Then God's power gets to shine. And it has so much more opportunity when God says no to your thorn. Paul said, I boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Because then Christ's power rests on me. We don't have to be perfect. And we don't try to. And because if we try to, we're just We're blocking off the one who is perfect for us. Jesus was perfect for you. He was strong enough. He reminds you that it's all paid for on the cross. He forgives you. You've got a home in heaven. And you've got comfort and peace for every day until then. So you can be glad and you can boast about your weaknesses and about Christ's power see, some people think that, that God's power is only shown when he says yes to a prayer. He healed me, or it all worked out, or I got the job. God's power also shows when he says no. When you're dealing with suffering, or loss, or pain, or a hardship, and you still trust God, that's when it shows up. Do you want people to see God in your life? you realize that, that your weaknesses can help others see God's power it's true your thorns aren't only for you to grow it's also so that other people can see you trusting God and see his power and grow when you're weak then you're strong because you've got Christ's power on you as you know this is my last day at Holy Word and uh, I've heard a lot of nice things from people saying, like, you are going to do good things for the church, or you are going to be a gift to the church, and that's nice. But I'm not leaving here wondering about what's the impact I've had on you, if I've been good enough or effective enough. I've had an easy life, pretty thorn-free. I'm thanking God for all of you. Thanking God for all the opportunities I've gotten to see weakness, but also God's power and your strength when you trust in him. Thanking him for people like Billy and Peggy Connor. People like Lucille. For all that strength that I've gotten to see in the men's morning Bible study and the women's morning Bible study and all the connect groups. For all the people that I've gotten to hang out with and learn from. From the people I had to go visit because they couldn't come here. God has wrapped the strongest, most powerful moments of your life into your weaknesses so that you can grow and so that others can grow like me. So thank you and thank God and be glad when God says no. Because no news is good news. Amen.